On Midwest Week, it was another successful year for the John Deere Classic. I'm Herb Tricks, and my guest this week is Tom Johnson, sports reporter for the Quad City Times and Dispatch Argus. Now, to start with Tom, remind us, uh, you've been covering this PGA tournament for a long time. How far back do you go with it? Oh, man, I go back to the uh, mid-'80s with this tournament, Herb. Uh, when I started out in the business, I was fortunate enough as a part-timer to uh, draw some assignments. Uh, I guess my affinity for golf uh, helped me get in that door, and um, I have been covering this tournament probably since uh, I think it was the 1982 tournament might have been my first year. Okay. So. Now, can you and I remember how many different names it's had since oh, then? Oh my gosh! Don't don't do that to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's move along. Then. In a relatively small market like the Quad Cities, uh, why do you think the tournament survived this long? Well, right now, the easy answer for that is John Deere. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the arrangement that uh, has been made between uh, Deere, uh, the uh, PGA Tour and the local golf tournament organization. Um, it's been a win-win-win for all three organizations, and um, <clears throat> that, quite honestly, is probably the only reason that uh, this is the only remaining small market event on tour. What's the current contract, Tom? Does it have another year or two or three to go? The, the current contract uh, right now runs through the 2023 tournament, so next year, as of right now, next year is the last year that we are guaranteed. Uh, but from all information that I have been able to acquire, talks for an extension are progressing. Um, I know in the past, whenever contracts have expired, they have always made an announcement the year before at during the golf tournament week, announced the extension. That would have been last month when they would have announced that, but it didn't get done. And I'm sure the PGA Tour um, has a has a little bit uh, on its plate right now with uh, everything that's going on with uh, the competing tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you know, things just talks have been slowed and pushed back. And um, you know, I'm sure, according to all information. Um, the contract will get uh, extended, um, just a matter of when at this point. Now, in this year's tournament, uh, a golfer named J.T. Poston was the winner, and uh, didn't, didn't he lead for the whole thing? He did lead. Yeah. He went wire to wire, um, a fairly uncommon uh, occurrence on the tour. Um, it's, it's not easy. Prior year, we had uh, a guy lead for three rounds and then lose it on Sunday, so for JT to uh, just kind of methodically uh, work his way through all four days and come out on top, um, kudos to him. It's not uh, not an easy accomplishment by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, he pulled it off. So How about the other golfers? I mean, did they play consistently too, or was it just him that had four great rounds all at the same time? He, just, he was just consistent. He put mm-hmm. together three... Four very nice rounds um, in the 60s. He had, you know, Bob started out with a 62, uh, which was a nine under par, which got him on top, and uh, followed with 65, 67, and finished with a two under 69, and just was able to hold off everybody else. Nobody was, you know, some guys made 
uh, nice moves on uh, on Sunday. Christian Bezudenhut, uh, the runner-up, uh, shot back to back 66s on the weekend and moved way up the leaderboard. But uh, nobody could, uh, you know, shoot that. Uh, 61, 62, 63 on the weekend uh, to really make a big move and, um, you know, put a whole lot of pressure on JT. So he was, I don't think he ever lost the lead after Thursday. And now is he new to the tour or has he been playing for a while, Tom? He's not. He's been on the tour for a while. Um, He's just, he's one of these, one of these youngsters who you're kind of typical of the John Deere classic, you know, somebody who we may not have heard of before but uh, is a really good golfer. I mean, you have to be a great golfer to be on the PGA Tour. And, um, you know, JT is just one of these guys, you know, that a a lot of people haven't heard of. He's a 29-year-old. This was, I think, uh, what the heck was this? His third win on tour, I think. And, um, you know, but just just one of those guys that just kind of goes about his business, doesn't draw a lot of attention to himself he's you know just a very steady golfer and not one of these guys who seeks the limelight and uh he just went out and got the job done now what about the dates for this year's tournament uh tom weren't they different from past years and did that help or hurt they were different uh we were actually a week earlier on the tour calendar and the john deere classic is going to have those same dates next year um, it's actually the the the, cal- the tour calendar got pushed back um, a week next year, so we are going to be um, on during the Fourth uh, of July week next year, 2023. Uh, but the tournament, this tournament, is still going to be two weeks ahead of the British Open and one week ahead of the Scottish Open. And um, <clears throat> this year, those dates did not do the tournament any favor. Um, uh, we only had, uh, I think there were two guys in the top 50 of the world rankings who were in our field. Um, I think there were six or seven in the top 100, and that's that's pretty light uh, for this field. Um, so, you know, most of the guys were had gone over uh, to either England or Scotland or wherever they wanted to go to get their to get acclimated. Uh, play the Scottish Open, play the British Open, and uh, this just happened to be, you know, uh, the, the, their travel week, the, the week of the John Deere Classic this year. So um, it, uh, you know, took away the opportunity for big names to be here, but, uh, man, there was still some great golf being played. Now, in past years, we've been one week before the British Open. Was that better in some way? Well, I think it was actually because the John Deere Classic did a great job of using that date to its advantage by chartering mm-hmm. um, a flight for the guys who would go from here to the British Open the following week and get them there. They would leave here Sunday night after the tournament, uh, get to wherever they were going, Scotland, England, wherever, um, <clears throat> by on Monday morning. And uh, the guys would get there pretty refreshed. They would have their, all their luggage, their golf clubs. They had no travel issues. Um, it was a whole lot easier for them getting through customs uh, the way it was done out of Moline. And um, it was just it was a nice calling card, and it usually helped 
um, attract some of those guys who are going to be playing in uh, now the season's final major uh, mm-hmm. of the year. So um, it'll be interesting to see there. I know there was some talk um, that, you know, they, they may bring a charter back um, for the Scottish Open. So guys could play here and then still get over uh, to the aisles uh, in time and refreshed for uh, that leg of the tour schedule. So uh, be interesting to see. We'll, uh, I'm sure gender classic officials will, uh, you know, weigh all their options and see what they think will work best for them next year. Uh, one last question, Tom. The uh, Classic has a new director. Uh, remind us who retired and who's taking his place. Well, Claire Peterson is hanging it up after 20 glorious years in the position. He did a fantastic job for this golf tournament. Uh, still going to be involved, um, just in a, a much smaller role with the tournament. And uh, the assistant tournament director this year was uh, Andrew Lehman. Um, he's been with the tournament since, oh, I think it was 2005, Andrew came on board. Uh, so he's no stranger to the Quad Cities. He's no stranger to the golf tournament and how it works. And I have a pretty good feeling that uh, it's going to be a smooth transition uh, as Andrew uh, ascends to tournament director and Ashley Hansen um, also moves up to assistant tournament director.